This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. dressers for the wonderful flower arrangement. It's always been good, but today's maybe it just attracted me more. Hallelujah. I always spend time to appreciate good things. God bless you indeed. All right. This month, June, by the grace of God, I was surprised that the temperature was this low when I came in. Why you are feeling hot or something? Huh? Cold. Praise God. Oh, are you under any illusion that there's summer in Aberdeen? The Lord is our help. All right, June is our month of full returns, amen? And uh, nothing that you are expecting from the Lord will any longer be delayed in Jesus' name. Our monthly theme will be from Genesis chapter 26, and the main anchor verse will be verse 12. And um, please put the monitor on over there. Any problem with the monitor? You forgotten? Um, and that is, and Isaac sowed in the land and reaped a thousandfold that same year. And we will start the month in earnest by having this Wednesday, the 5th of June, what I call a fire conference. It's going to be a one day conference. And there will be worship, word, prayer, administration. There will also be only communion on the day. And a fire conference because the first mention of fire in the Bible was the sun, if not God himself. And you know what the sun means to our world. So on that day, please invite somebody because fire will fall. And uh, our lives will not be the same. Uh, when fire falls, it purifies. It punishes your enemy. Also, it promotes you. It's fire that can promote a car to be an airplane. Uh, that's the difference. It's the amount of fire in there. Father, speak to us once again this afternoon. On this celebration Sunday, let your word prosper. Meet with us. Do something special. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Psalm 34, verses 1 to 3. Psalm 34, verses 1 to 3. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Psalm 20, verses 7 and 8. Psalm 20, verses 7 and 8. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen. But we have risen and stand upright. And in NLT it says, some nations boast of their chariots and horses. But we boast in the name of the Lord our God. 
those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. We will rise up and stand firm. So we'll be talking about confidence in the Lord today. Confidence in the Lord. The dictionary meaning or definition of confidence is full trust, belief in the powers, trustworthiness, or reliability of a personal thing. I take that again. The dictionary calls the word confidence as full trust. Did you get that? Belief in the powers. Did you follow that? Trustworthiness or reliability of a person or thing. That is what the dictionary call confidence. I don't know why anybody can read that as the definition of confidence and still misappropriate the word confidence. Full trust. Whom should we have full trust in? Belief in the powers. Does that belong to human beings? Trustworthiness. Is that something that you can identify with human beings? Reliability of a person or thing. Is that what belongs to human beings? So very quickly, I will just list for you areas where we have misplaced our confidence. Number one, a confidence is misplaced if you put it in any object, whether it is gold, it is silver, it is chariot, it is computers, or airplane. Because it says some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 62 verse 10. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them or don't make it the center of your life. So, don't misplace your confidence in any of those things. Number two, area where we can misplace confidence is in any created being. Don't put trust in mere humans. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 22 NLT. Don't put trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Jeremiah 17, verses 5 and 6. Jeremiah 17, 5 and 6. Thus says the Lord, Curse is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For it shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the patch places of the wilderness in a sort land which is not inhabited. Oh, may the Lord help us that we shall stop trusting in man. Psalm 60 verse 11, we hear what the psalmist says. Psalm 60 verse 11. Give us help from above. For the help of man is useless. And the man that wrote that was a man who in 2 Samuel 23, verses 8 to 39, 2 Samuel 23, 8 to 39, 
listed all the people that God surrounded him with. They were called the mighty men of David. And yet David said, give us help from trouble, O Lord, for the help of man is what? Uh-huh. May the Lord give you understanding. Except the Lord helps a person, you can't be helped. We thank God for spouses. We thank God for parents. We thank God for children. We thank God for pastors. Except God helps a man. You can't be helped. Can use them as voices for you. One thing I've always noticed is that if my help doesn't come from God, it can come from no one. Including all the resources I need. Mention to you as a church, that's why I don't spend... Shall I even say waste time raising offering? The level we are moving into now is that people will lose sleep to give to the Lord because they will be blessed through it. Yeah. I have tasted of your goodness. I have tasted of the goodness of the Lord. Though. I mean, there were days in which when there was nothing, and I mean nothing, the little that was in there as I gave unto this God, has never failed. Please don't trust in human beings. We are good. Human beings are good. And don't start looking at your neighbor as if they are bad. There's nothing wrong with them. No, 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 there's nothing. No, there's nothing. We are very, very good. Tell your neighbor you are good. <laughs> the problem is that we don't have capacity. Because with all good intent, ah, look, if it is a matter of being good or not being good, tell me what you would not have done for your children. You know the state they are, you know where you want them to be? Husband, tell me what you would not have done for your wife. But that's the point in which, believe you me, you can do nothing. This woman was crying out unto the husband. He said, give me child. I demand snap. If I wanted to, you are the wife I love most. You remember Anna and Penina? And a woman cried unto King Ahab one day. For the first time, Ahab said something good. He said, oh king, what shall we do? This woman and I, we were eating each other's children. Oh, I ate a child. <laughs> but she wants to eat mine now. No, I'm not going to allow that. He said, help us. The man said, how can I help you? He said, where will help come from? Stop looking at human beings. Look at God. Number three area in which we have misplaced confidence is in the word of man. Who is he who speaks and comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded Lamentations chapter 3 verse 37? Who is he who speaks for good or for bad? If the Lord has not commanded it, it will not happen. Pastor Solomon was giving a very good homily this morning. Very good. He was kept remembering. Although pastor said this, pastor said that, but above all, he's the one who make it happen. You, you think if I have the power to say, really, any pastor, any general overseer has the power to make all problems disappear in their church, you think there will still be a single problem in this, in any place? Long ago. <laughs> but the matter remains with the only one who answers prayers. And unto him, all flesh must turn. Can I have your man unto that one? 
And today, this very month, we will see things we've never seen before for good. Yeah. I could see that your amen, you meant it. For those that didn't catch it, uh-uh, for those that didn't catch it, for wait, wait for them, wait for them. For those that didn't catch it, I said this month, as the Lord God of Israel is, we will see things we've never seen before for good in the name of Jesus. It started very well with us. Incredible things. From far and wide, they will come and listen. When they are listening, nobody will be visible. Pastor wants to be visible. Because we shall all be rolling on the ground and say, Ah, ah, God, you can do this. And I say one more time, we do it in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. You won't be left out. <laughs> because sometimes many good things happen around. Except God remembers the person. Pass me not. Oh. Yeah, my. Why, Lord, Lord, as thou art calling, is a camaria no, pass me back. Call him. Let's hear right now. I want to go. Savior. Savior. Yeah, my Lord. Why, Lord, Lord, Jesus is his name. He will visit you. He will visit me. I have no other God but I have no
you will do it one more time, oh God. for a little while. Hallelujah. We won't be the same. We have compassed this mountain long enough. We will turn upward. We will turn upward. So, why should we place our confidence in the Lord? Why should we place our confidence in the Lord? You need to, or put it this way, what sections do we need to put our confidence in the Lord? Uh, because let's use an example before I start listing them. Just three or four of them quickly, and then you will worship him again. Let's assume that we have limited confidence in people. Let's say, assume you have limited confidence in your husband, and your head will calculate why you do. You agree with me? The man is rich. <laughs> My wife, I'm not hearing your email, no. And my children are saying amen as well. So, maybe the man is very influential as well. Uh, maybe he's handsome, who knows. <laughs> and so all these things will come together when you start imagining your head. And you know all will be well. Yeah, because I know I'm married to this man. So it is as well, we need to try and tease out the reason why, sincerely, we need to have confidence in God. Does that make sense to you? It's very easy for us to just use a blanket statement and just walk away from it without us drilling a little bit deeper. So number one reason why you should have only first area why you need to have confidence in God is the person of God. You have confidence in the person of God. And... Um, you know, the person speaks about the carriage. Uh, the man lands, and you know that there's something. I, as a little child, I had a lot of that with my father. Um, so my father should have about, must have been about two inches taller than I. Straight, didn't live as long as I thought he would live. Um, but he had a good carriage. Uh, it's not his height, but something about him. And so whenever he comes around, I feel kind of comfortable. But the life I lived was that I was seeing him only on the weekends. They walk in another town and coming back. So it is with God, brethren, that his presence can make a lot of difference in us. In John chapter 11, verse 28 and 29, and when she has said these things, John 11, 28 and 29, she went away and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, as soon as she heard that, that was uh, Mary, she rose quickly and came to him. The difference was the Lord was here. And that brings, brought confidence. Brother was still there, still thinking in the grave. But simply the Lord was here, if only to console them, he made the difference. 
God is always with us. I beg you, have confidence. If thou, when thou goes through fire, I will be with you. When thou goes through water, he said he will be there with you. He's always with us. He's omnipresent. He doesn't go and leave. He doesn't go and leave. And he doesn't travel. He's always there. Thank God for good wives. Thank God for good husbands. Thank God for good parents. They go offshore. God doesn't go offshore. He's always there. Will you please have that confidence in him? He might not talk in the midst of your trouble, but he's there. <laughs> it's not every time you've been there before. Both of you are seated in the room and you are all moaning and grumbling. Everybody say, hmm. The other one say, hey, huh? And nobody did not, but you, the mere fact that that man or that woman is in the room with you made all the difference, yes or no? Not every time. Sometimes you don't say the word. And that's one of the key. So occasionally when we go through situations in which maybe things are bad, bereavement or whatever, the greatest thing you can offer a person is your presence. You're, you know that? That's where the friends of Joe blew it. Keep quiet. Just stay. Just stay. Sometimes people come to church, just your presence as a pastor. And even as a, as, as, just as a child of God now, there are times I just go to some locations just to see that I'm not ministering. Not, but one of the pastors sees me, say, at least God has added another person to us. <sighs> Let me move on. So much to talk about. Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. Let's look at that. He said, do not be afraid of sudden terror. Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. Nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence. <laughs> The Lord himself will be your confidence. His presence will be your confidence. And he will keep your foot from being caught. Number area, number two area where you must have confidence. Have confidence in the power of God. Spend a lot of time reading about stories of God's power displayed. David did a lot of that. He knew so much about what God has done before. Read books, read Bible, read stories in the Bible, the power of God, incredible power of God. Read it over and again, you'll get new insights. Three young boys were dropped in the furnace. Suddenly, the fourth man appeared. Ah, God! The young boys was dropped to the lion's pit. Suddenly, the lion could not tear him apart. Read stories of God's power. Read testimonies. Read stories. Listen to testimonies. Three, four years in the wilderness, no job, traveling, head bowed. Same CV that did not work before started working. What changed? God's power. God was with him all along. Presence was there. <laughs> but power had to be manifested at a stage. You've got to insist that that power shall fully manifest in your own. <laughs> or sicknesses of various kinds that the doctors don't have an answer to. And suddenly, everything disappeared. Because God was at work. He will help us. Number three, because of my time. You must have confidence in the pronouncements of God. I beg of you, let the written word of God begin to excite you. We have lost taste for the word of God. Oh, I beg. Let me speak in a very colloquial manner. Maybe you will get me. We have. And the problem with us is that in many of the spiritually 
you know, conscious societies were coming from, you knew that those people that were ruling in the old court, they had words of incantations they have memorized, true or false. Those of us that didn't know, we will explain to you later. That's what they used. Some of them, they have, they, and it's all oral tradition. They pass it from one to another, but they skillfully, some of them from the age of five, they will go and give them to a herbalist or an occultic man. Just hearing the man repeat it, repeat it, and the thing will stick in their head. By the time they are age 12, they started vomiting the same word. And the same word they used to cast spell and things happen. And yet we have, I promise I always bring a hard copy of the Bible. This is not quite Bible. Give me your, hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. And yet we have this word, don't we? We have the word. Muslims, you remember. You are not a Muslim scholar until you are able to recite the Quran from beginning to the end. True or false? There are Christian pastors and theologians that probably don't know where the book of Ezra is. Why are you being like, doing like that? I shared with you before, there was a popular televangelist in Nigeria. I'm oh, sorry, in America, sorry. In those days, I won't mention the name, but if you follow church history, you will know. Unfortunately, he fell into some error. Yeah, straightforward embezzlement of, you know, misappropriation of church funds. Eventually, the IRS, the Inland Revenue over there, long story cut short, he ended up in jail. And there, he met with God afresh. And the man said that it was in jail was the first time he read through the Bible. And people have been under such ministration. There are many like that. that don't, we don't even, I was listening to one message on um, one, they call it the, uh, they call it Unbelievable on Premier Radio. I listened to that yesterday. It shook me to the core. Because they will bring somebody is mainly apologetics. Apologetics means that, you know, they use Bible to push against one another, which is good. So it opens our eyes. So they brought this man. I'll tell you his name very clearly. And this time, very popular world evangelist. You know, pastor in America. His church is the North Point. Anyway, there were two sides. And they were making a case for how we should present the gospel. Long story cut short. What I got from there, I've not got the time. Should have told you the story clearly. What I got from the whole thing was that one side was saying that we should go slow the way that we are using both the Old and New Testament to preach the gospel. And so the argument is, look, just tell people what Jesus Christ said, a new Lord I give unto you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you should love one another as I have loved you. So, and by this all men shall know you are my disciples in this if you have love for another. And so the other person was saying, no, we still need to draw from the old tenets of the Old Testament, that the old thing is the Bible. The other one was, and they very, very, you know what I come up with? And the other one that was arguing in the favor of not using the old scripture, but let's summarize it, let's put it across nicely to people. You know where I was coming from? He was saying simply, the Bible has gone toxic. That the Bible is toxic. That is, that when you tell people, the scripture says they don't listen. When you tell people, the Bible says they don't listen. So don't mention the Bible says. People don't like the word, the Bible. People don't like the word, the scriptures. It's gone toxic. And so, don't quote the Bible. Even if you want to quote it, don't mention the Bible. You know where I'm going with that one? 
It is the greatest trick of the enemy one more time. And something within me said, oh God, are we going down this route again? The LGBT agenda, they've run this very well, right in your face. And you're telling me not to say the Bible says. The Bible, of course, says. Of course, the Bible says. And it's not because I don't call it the Bible that will make you to believe. There was no decoy. Jesus Christ kept saying, Moses and the prophets. I've not got time for that today, but this is a very important point. Please, I beg of you, start taking the word of God more seriously than before. Amen. There is power. Now listen to me. How many of you are feeling not very comfortable when I catch reading scripture upon scripture? You know the what I normally do on Sunday. I tell you a lot of stories. I move around. And, and today, I stood in one place. I was reading scripture upon scripture. So just to check the room. How many were really saying, ah, this was entering me. Or how many were saying, move on quickly. How many were saying, tell us something more exciting. Deuteronomy chapter 6. I read verses 6 to 9. Fairly long one. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. Hallelujah. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. On your gates. On your gates. We don't have gates here in uh, Scotland or generally in the UK. Child visited us from Nigeria before, and the boy was the child was saying, Where is the gate? A house as big as this, no fence. So we can't write on our gates here, but let it be on your doors. And I mean figuratively, if possible. Amen. I'm sorry, I mean um, literally, if possible, not figuratively. I mean literally, if possible. Jesus Christ, the very first word he said to the devil, what was it? It is, man shall not live by bread, but by, by, not some of the words, not just prosperity word, not just holiness word, every word that comes out of the mouth of God, God will help us. Finally, Please, have confidence in the providence of God. What is providence? Providence is actually from the word providential in Latin and pronoir in Greek. It's not a display of my knowledge of those languages because I don't know them. But I just want to tell you where it was coming from. And the real meaning, that's why we use other words. But the real meaning of providence is foresight. Pro. Vision. So God has a foresight for your life. <laughs> and he has made provision for that foresight. If there's any one of those four points that I've mentioned that is about the most lively and important, you must remember, is that God has a plan for you. It no matter what. You know, part of what the plan I have for me, that I believe God has for me is that I'm going to end well. You know part of the plan of God for you? You will end well. 
There might be ups and that, but somehow you will end well. That's God's foresight. He's made provision for that. He will make sure that you may go through up and down, but somehow at the very last moment before you get into the ditch, he will rescue you. And your life shall not just be lived hoping and believing without receiving. God has foresight. Has foresight for David. See what David went through. Before David was born, God has been preparing him. Sent him to be a shepherd boy. He was complaining at that time, possibly. Check the story. Joseph, everybody, above all, check your life. How did you end here? How did you land here? And the story is not over yet. Because the Lord will perfect everything. As I will look for an English song that will have the same impact I couldn't find. So that I could carry everybody along. And even very, very few of you, I will translate this song. We even know the song. Uh, let me tell you, give translation first. He said, I'm afraid. He so, um, said, I start in awe of God. I stand in awe of God. He said, whatever he has proposed in his heart, no human being can stop it. You know it? It's not possible. Unless God has not proposed it. If you don't have that confidence, this journey will be hard. That's number one confidence I run with. Oh, it's going to fall. Hey, this will happen to the children. Hey, this will happen to the wife. This will happen to the, uh, to the spiritual children. No, 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 no. As long as God has proposed that I will not taste failure, somehow it will turn around. It's a personal thing. I can't do it for you, unfortunately. And so this is not motivational speaking. So you must get to that point in which if it takes you three months to get to that point to know that whatever vicissitude come across your way, it will just turn out right. Oh, haven't I seen a few things in my life? Haven't I seen a few things in the life of the children, my family, and everybody? And somehow at the last minute it gets turned around. And that's the confidence. And if we don't have that, well, let's close shop. And as I've told you many times before, believe you me, I'm not daft I can go and make stupid if God does not stop me. But that would be the person going to hell. One can live any kind of life. All these four one that are catching them. If I do four one, it's unlikely they will catch me. But I've not chosen that. And the rule of the one I've chosen is that I must have confidence in the one who will do it. I better follow that rule. Will you follow that rule? Are you sure? All right, so the way we follow the rule this afternoon, amen. The devil is in trouble this month. And for the rest of your life. <laughs> He's in trouble. I am, I am serious. Psalm 44 verse 8, put that on the screen and rise on your feet with me. As we are rising up, if you know there's any area of your life that you are not right in tune with God, just tell him, Lord, I'm back home. Or you have never given your life to Christ before. We must always give you opportunities. Say, Jesus, I turn my heart over to you. And if we do, you come back and testify. That even your own little corner there, you took that step and God honored it. Let's read Psalm 44, verse 8 together. One, two, go. 
in God. Yes. I read the seller with it. Okay. Read it one more time, please, if you may. Want to go? Yes. Yeah. Good. Seller means pause and think about it. So that's why you wrote it there. The word translated boast in that place simply means halal. And strangely, when I was praying this morning, God showed me a few flashes. And I didn't understand until I got to that word. Because it was very strange. Actually, I was praying the wrong prayer. But when I saw it, it troubled me. I won't be able to give you the details. Halal simply means to start with to shine. But more importantly, to show off. So, we will, in God, we will. It also means to rave. To just do. Yeah, good. That's part of what I saw. And I was wondering, I said, ah, what, where is this coming from? Possibly, almost definitely, if you will rave this afternoon, if you will show off this afternoon, as the Holy Spirit will help you, maybe and indeed, his name will forever be praised as it ought to be in your life. Allah also means to celebrate, to celebrate. In actual fact, one of the ones I felt is that Allah means to be mad. To just do crazy things. That's what Allah means. To just do crazy things. So we will allow in the Lord for the next five minutes. This is not for the faint-hearted. This is not for the dignified. This is for those who have needs. And they are wise with their needs. You can halal. Maybe your heart standing still. Who knows? I don't know. But from what I found in that place and from what I believe the Lord showed me that made me to worry a little bit and I was praying the right kind of prayer until I got the full interpretation, you will need to just really boast in this God. Hallelujah. You're going to speak into the air. You're going to speak into the spiritual realm. How big and mighty this your God is. You're going to point the finger at the opponent of your soul. You're going to stand against anything and everything that may be trying to hinder. You're going to speak about the joy you have in him. You're going to spin if you want to spin. You're going to jump if you want to jump. You're going to think of his majesty, of his power. To allow, to pause in him. To show your confidence in him. As that little school boy, we go around to the school ground and start talking about how big that dad is. A man, ordinary man. Oh, somebody that is really keen about displaying this God. My father, my father. The one that is the dread of everything contrary unto his name. The one that is also called the fear of Israel. The one that Israel fears. Oh yes, come on, halal in the Lord. This is a time when somebody will step out out there and stand firm and declare boldly how great your God is. I serve the living God. I serve the protector of the whole universe. My father is the one that trampled upon Pharaoh. Yes, I boast in him. You Pharaoh, wherever you may be, I have a father who has proven himself many times over. Come and lift your voice unto him. 
Lift your voice unto him, church. Lift your voices unto him, people of God. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Align in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Declare your confidence in him. Shake yourself free. Oh God, my Father. Oh, your word is life. Your word is true. I know it. I have tasted of your goodness. I have tasted of it. And that's why I say nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing will face me. I boast in you, Lord. I rejoice. I jump. I, I dance into your holy presence as if no other place. Oh, Lord, we boast in you. We boast in you. We boast in you. Allah in the Lord. Allah in the Lord. Allah in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is just the start of a greater thing that should be regular effect in your life. And, um, and, and so you jump up, you swing those legs out of your bed in the morning. And your immediate thoughts will be about the confidence that you have in the Lord. And people may misunderstand you, but results will prove you right. And our results will speak for us. Let's lift our hands onto the heavens. We have opportunity to still worship him for the rest of the day. As we bring our thanksgiving in dance and in substance and in our hearts. Oh God, our Father. Unto you we lift our hands in submission and surrender. Who is like you, O oh God? Our confidence is in you, not in man. And from today on, we shall boast in you. Our communities will hear about you once again. We shall not keep quiet. We shall not keep quiet. And everyone we know that our God is worthy to be boasted about. No more excuses. No more buying of our heads, but lifting of our heads, knowing that our God is with us. Thank you, Father Lord. We give you honor and glory. Soak these hands with your power. Let these hands ever clap to you. Let those voices ever sing to you. Let our feet ever dance to you. And let your name be ever glorified in our lives. And in the completion of that word halal, shall we say halal? That is halal Jehovah. You know that's what it means? So whenever we say hallelujah, nobody should say hallelujah anymore. So how do you halal Jehovah properly? Somebody halal. God bless you.
For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.